international sports federations, and Sport Accord aim to conquer the pandemic. I believe that there are some uh, encouraging signs on the horizon of the global sport community. And uh, confidence is certainly uh, growing in light of the effectiveness of these uh, countermeasures being rolled out at sport events around the world. That's Raffaella Chiuli, president of the Global Association of International Sports Federations and Sport Accord. He's our guest today on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Ed Hula. Raffaella Chiuli is among the world sport leaders guiding sport on the road to recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. After the virus shredded the calendar of events in 2020, from local sports to the Olympic Games, Keeley hopes 2021 marks a turn toward the better. Even though vaccines and a decline in cases are signs of improvement, sport is still dealing with uncertainty, and that includes Sport Accord, the annual convention billed as the World Sport and Business Summit. We'll be speaking about plans for the event in Russia this May and the possibility of changes, along with the general state of play in world sport on this edition of ATR Radio. Raffaella Kiuli joins us coincidentally on the 10th anniversary of World Radio Day, a United Nations-sponsored commemoration of the power of radio as a fundamental in communication, especially for sport. It is a special pleasure to join you from uh, the city of Rome uh, today. Thank you. And uh, I would say that like sport, radio is a powerful medium uh, for celebrating humanity in all its diversity. To this day, radio remains the most widely consumed uh, medium. You know, I've been reading the the figures and uh, this is uh, quite impressive. And uh, this unique ability to reach out uh, the widest audience means a radio can shape a society's experience of diversity. It presents an opportunity for all voices to speak out, be represented, and heard. So we should celebrate radio and radio professionals like you uh, today more than ever, because uh, radio has been so important for millions of people during the COVID-19 pandemic, and radio has helped listeners stay connected. Uh, I would say also that has provided a consistent voice of comfort for those who are struggling to cope uh, during this pandemic and also during the various uh, national lockdowns, including the one I'm currently experiencing here in the city of Rome. Right now. And and radio, of course, has played a very important role in in propagating and getting people interested and excited about sport whether it's whether it's football matches in italy that you listen to on the radio or baseball games in the united states for example radio uh, is is very important for those sports and the last uh, just uh, as an example you mentioned football fifa last month announced the launch of the fifa sound which is a new entertainment strategy Uh, designed to create uh, uh, innovative uh, and meaningful connection between the football fans, the music enthusiastic, the players, and the artists. So this is just the beginning to me of uh, many innovative partnerships in in sport involving uh, audio. Uh, 
So, uh, but also uh, there are so many people who know, who actually, who now participate in sport like running while they also listen to a podcast. It happens to me. Therefore, let's celebrate World Radio Day and uh, let's recognize the enduring power of radio to promote uh, diversity and help build a more peaceful and uh, inclusive uh, world. Well, we hope so for sure. Well, let's talk a, a, a little sport here. Uh, first of all, from your pers perspective as president of, of GAVES, the Global Association of International Sports Federations, 125 organizations, all of them affected one way or another by the coronavirus pandemic in the past year. Looking at the, the landscape of, of sport for 2021, what do you see? How, how is it looking? Well, if uh, we would like to talk a little bit about Tokyo 2020, certainly uh, uh, I would say that, um, which is going to be uh, in 21, uh, certainly we all uh, must uh, defer to the IOC. But uh, one thing I can tell you for sure is that um, if we are uh, to successfully reach the light at the end of this tunnel, we must continue to support each other through collaboration among all these international sport organizations and certainly sharing uh, best practices. And uh, if you look at 2020, and 2020 demonstrated that we are always stronger together. So with uh, the recent positive developments regarding the rolling out of the vaccines, combined with the creativity and innovation shown by the global sport community throughout 2020, I hope that Tokyo, uh, the Tokyo Games will be an event that uh, demonstrate the resilience and creativity of the global sport community. And of course, it will continue to showcase the leadership of the IOC, as we've seen with the launch of important uh, playbooks developed in conjunction with the uh, uh, WHO with uh, the World Health Organization. So it is clear that uh, all the stakeholders must continue to work together. This is absolutely essential to ensure the safety and success of this year games like any major competition. And uh, allow me to say that the release of the Tokyo 2020 playbooks is a great way of ensuring that the National Olympic Committees, the athletes, the media, and everyone involved is uh, 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 on the same uh, page. Uh, you may want to talk also a little bit about Sport Accord 2021, maybe. Yes, <laughs> because, sure. because that's a, an important event coming up in, in your year. Sport Accord 2021, of course, is the conference convention for, for sport that is, is a must on the calendar every year. Last year, you tried to have it in Beijing, but coronavirus interrupted that. You tried to bring it to Switzerland, still not possible to hold the meeting. So now Ekaterinburg in, in Russia is the target at the end of May. Uh, what is your, what's your expectations for, for the meeting this year? Well, Ed, uh, thanks for your uh, uh, question. And first of all, despite the difficult condition in which we are preparing for Sport Accord 2021, which is the World Sport and Business Summit, 
the interest from delegates and partners remains very high. So at this moment, uh, the large-scale preparatory work has already been carried out by our hosts in this wonderful uh, city of uh, Ekaterinburg. And we had the Sport Accord delegation, uh, which returned uh, uh, recently with very positive feedback uh, um, um, from, uh, from their visit. So given the current uh, challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic, there are many factors that are being considered to ensure the health and safety of all Sport Accord delegates. So due to the nature of Sport Accord, and uh, as you uh, mentioned earlier on, uh, gathering around, uh, uh, today we are 128 to be precise, okay, International anyone. Sport uh, Federation and Organization, you know, with the inclusion of the new uh, two associate members and the new full members, you know, TechBall, we have uh, the new, and the two uh, new associate members. Um, but we have also uh, more than 2,500 delegates. So we are monitoring the situation very, very carefully. And of course, we are a global event organization with uh, delegates planning to travel from uh, all the corners of the world. So we are therefore fully aware that plans for the event may well need to change depending on how the situation uh, unfold. For now, I can say that Sport Accord has been held uh, in Russia on two previous occasions and uh, our partners and stakeholders uh, certainly will receive a very warm uh, welcome. So the city has become an increasingly important destination for uh, the international sport community. Uh, they recently hosted uh, international events in football and boxing. Uh, it will uh, uh, also host uh, the FIVB Volleyball Men's World Championship uh, Russia in 2022 and also in 2023, the Summer World University Games. So, Ed, we know that May of this year will be a very busy time for many of our IFs. And uh, you just to mention one, you know, think about the Olympic uh, qualifiers, you know. And we are discussing about Sport Accord Convention 2021 by liaising with the Russian uh, Local Organizing Committee to jointly evaluate all possible options. So certainly you will be uh, uh, fully updated on the uh, next day's uh, uh, development on that. Is it possible that you might you have some alternatives that you're considering. Might that be a change in dates? Are you flexible on that? Or are there other adjustments that you would have to make within within the May timeframe to make, make Sport Accord work? No, as I said, uh, uh, we found our Russian uh, colleagues and friends uh, uh, very flexible. So we are uh, jointly assessing uh, all possible options and uh, and certainly... Uh, you know, we will, I'm sure that uh, uh, the priority number one will remain uh, uh, the safety and security of all the uh, the people and the stakeholders involved. So I will keep you posted on that. Given, given the way we have not been able to meet face-to-face, only in situations like this, virtual setting that we're doing on, 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 on Zoom software today. 
there's a, I imagine, a great hunger on the part of you and other professionals in, in sport administration to see each other, to get together again, to be able to converse informally without having to go through a, a Zoom meeting. Um, you know, can you talk about that kind of appetite to get together, the drive, the interest in, in seeing people and, and, and talking face-to-face again? Absolutely, Ed. You touch a very uh, delicate issue. Yes, indeed. We do uh, have that appetite to uh, meet uh, as soon as possible in person, to continue to uh, to see each other, to exchange uh, our uh, ideas, to work together uh, in person, you know, rather than just uh, virtually um, in the overall interest of, uh, of, uh, of the sport. And um, we don't have to forget that uh, uh, the relationship-driven uh, uh, components of what we do it's very, very important. And we all are missing that uh, relationship-driven uh, 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 component. What are you looking ahead? You know, we're, we're talking about Sport Accord in 2021. What about 2022 and 23, the, year, the years coming up beyond 2021? What kind of planning are you making now? Well, we've been uh, approached by... Um, quite a few interested uh, host countries and also host uh, 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 cities. And um, we are assessing all the possible uh, uh, option, uh, bear in mind uh, um, a certain number of, uh, uh, of key elements, you know, such as uh, um, the type and uh, the quality of the, of the infrastructure, the logistics, uh, um, uh, the, the the contractual arrangements, of course, that uh, um, that uh, they are proposing, uh, um, uh, what type of facilities, uh, you know, the local organizing committees, of etc. Cetera, et cetera. So I think we have uh, in the pipeline a series of options, and um, I'm sure that in the next uh, uh, couple of months we'll be able to have uh, an overall. Uh, let's say, calendar, you know, for uh, certainly 22 and 23. Uh, But still, we are hoping in 21 to organize also maybe some multi-sport games at at guys. That's uh, that's something we would like really to, um, uh, like uh, uh, the World Urban Games, you know, which is the ultimate celebration of the new generation sport. Right, and that's set for uh, for Budapest in Hungary, correct? Yeah, well, you are right. You know, we had the, the inaugural edition, which was held in 2019 in the beautiful city of Budapest in Hungary, where we welcome uh, over 50,000 spectators just on a couple of days in the uh, Urban Games Park to enjoy uh, some of the best urban athletes in the world. And uh, they have showcased their skills, style, creativity, etc. So it was um, an amazing celebration of urban sport, creativity, and culture. So we would like to not only showcase urban sport, but uh, certainly to inspire a more active society. So uh, 
the first edition of this innovative multi-sport event was uh, very special for me. It was an opportunity to deliver on our vision and mission. And um, I'm eager to build on this success and uh, uh, um, certainly uh, uh, help urban sport uh, reach new heights and audiences in the future edition. So to answer your question with regards to the next edition, I can say that... Uh, uh, we remain in positive discussion with the city of Budapest. Uh, nothing is concrete at this stage, which uh, given the circumstances around the world, I'm sure you will understand. But uh, ultimately, whenever the next edition is able to go ahead, uh, wherever it may be, I know that the generation of young people will be certainly inspired. And this is uh, of the uh, utmost importance because I know for a fact that children's physical development may suffer due to schools prioritizing catching up on schoolwork instead of uh, practicing uh, a sport. So as soon as we have overcome this difficult period, we will be ready. And we, we hope that maybe in one year, maybe in just a few months, there will be a, a decline, a change in the in the situation with the coronavirus. But looking at the long term, what what kind of long-term impact do you think going through this pandemic will have on the way sport is organized and, and practiced? Do you think there will be um, a return to the way it was before the disease, or do we, do we look at a, a change in how things are organized and planned as a result of this experience? Well, Ed, uh... Uh, I believe that there are some um, encouraging signs on the horizon of the global sport community. And uh, confidence is certainly uh, growing in light of the effectiveness of these uh, countermeasures being rolled out at sport events around the world. So to give you some figures, more than 7,000 events have been organized by International Sport Federation with uh, 175,000 COVID tests and only 0.18% were positive. And uh, in fact, over the last few weeks, international events have been organized in 25 major sports. So I fully believe that there are clear examples which should uh, provide faith to those athletes who are itching to return to competition. And of course, Athlete role models play such a huge part in inspiring people at all ages to get active. So we cannot lose momentum. And uh, it is even important uh, now that uh, our entire sport communities continue to inspire people to be active. This is uh, absolutely critical, not only for uh, 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 the social well-being, but also for the mental well-being, as well as for physical health. So we are fully aware, at guys, that people of all ages are experiencing greater social isolation than ever before. And we will therefore continue to promote the digital campaigns of our members who continue to mobilize and inspire uh, people uh, 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 young and uh, old. So allow me to say that I start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. 
Well, that's good. The, the, the smaller federations and also some of the bigger ones have taken some financial hits as a result of the coronavirus and what they've some cancellations and their interruptions of their competition schedules. But what about some of these very small federations and organizations who may be uh, affected even more drastically than some of the big, big kids on the block like FIFA or world athletics. Is there anything that, that, that GAFES can do to help these smaller federations? Yes, Ed, we have done something which uh, goes exactly into that direction. First of all, for 2021, we have reduced uh, the membership fees for all members, observer, associate members, uh, recognized federation, not recognized, Olympic federation, non-Olympic ones. So this was a clear sign of, um, was a small gesture, but was uh, uh, something very important uh, in uh, 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 sending a message that we are close, particularly to the small federation. The other thing we have done, we have been in uh, uh, close uh, uh, contact with the IOC. So we have gathered all the information and particularly the um, uh, financial losses of the small federation in order to ensure, for example, the, the Swiss-based federation, they got support from uh, the uh, either uh, uh, Swiss Confederation or the cantonal authorities. Mm -hmm. So we have created a well-structured precise uh, data set, uh, uh, um, uh, very much factual, and uh, we've been able to, uh, uh, to support our federation, you know, in order to, to, um, to access this kind of uh, available, uh, let's say, uh, uh, resources. We've been able to organize uh, webinars, workshop, by making good use of the uh, um, uh, IT platforms, you know, think about the IEF forum. We have organized the first ever IEF forum, you know, fully digital just uh, uh, a few months ago. Or think about uh, uh, the guys for General Assembly, which was completely uh, digital, you know. And, um, and uh, uh, we've been uh, sharing uh, good and best practices via IT platform with all our federation, uh, giving them that sense of uh, unity uh, 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 in spite of uh, the diversities, you know, as you clearly said, you know, we have the large federation, we have the small ones, we have the Olympic, the non-Olympic, the summer, the winter, but uh, there was uh, a minimum uh, common denominator, which was the common willingness to help, to support in this very, very challenging period. On the other hand, while people want to get together and see each other and talk on an in informal basis, these digital meetings are also very democratic. They allow more people to perhaps participate than they could otherwise due to travel or other cost considerations. Uh, you know, for example, sports federations that have 150 or 200 countries find it sometimes difficult to get everybody to come 
to an annual general assembly. But when you can connect digitally like this, it allows fuller participation. This is absolutely right. And, you know, uh, uh, in spite of the threat, I mean, we uh, had uh, uh, the possibility to exploit, uh, you know, also uh, quite a few opportunities. And uh, uh, we realized that, for example, um, uh, sometimes to meet with uh, uh, very few people, you had uh, to travel one uh, full day, you know, and then uh, uh, just to, to reach these people and then uh, one full day to, to go back. So uh, we've seen that uh, we can certainly optimize, you know, the way how we were used to, to work. And, uh, and certainly uh, we have to keep that in mind when returning to a completely new world and when uh, uh, sport uh, returns. So um, certainly uh, it may still uh, uh, be a while before the impact of COVID-19 is no longer felt. So uh, as we said, uh, uh, we have a duty to advocate for assistance, you know, for international federation wherever possible. So guys and the global sport community can be very proud, allow me to say that, of the way our community has uh, reacted, has adapted, and has continued to deliver on our promises. And uh, as I used to say, we have continued to walk the talk. So we will continue also our collaborative effort with the ITA, the International Testing Agency, uh, to protect uh, clean sport. Uh, as you know, we have signed with them uh, an MOU, you know, in this respect, because we are convinced that protecting and promoting clean sport is an ethos we live at, guys, and we will continue to strive to promote this message for all our members. So. We would like to combine our expertise with the ITA uh, one, ensuring that uh, we can offer International Sport Federation an invaluable service uh, at an extremely high level. So um, we would like all our members, you know, to be compliant with the 2021 uh, World Anti-Doping Code, uh, as you know, uh, came in, uh, in, uh, into force at the start of this year. And, um, and uh, uh, certainly we are committed to clean sport and uh, it is a testament uh, to the fact that when something uh, must be applied universally uh, across all IFs, the ideal conduit is uh, guys. So cooperation with ITA, very, very happy, working on the World Urban Games. So... Uh, working very hard to ensure that uh, we can organize the, the World uh, Urban uh, uh, Games. Sustainability, Ed, this is, uh, uh, is a key aspect of our ongoing work. It's a topic very close to my heart. Uh, as you know, we launched uh, last year the uh, sustainability.sport, a, a web portal created by guys to help further sport uh, environmental goals by providing a completely free tool uh, where uh, sustainability resources from the entire sport community are collated onto one dedicated uh, platform. So we feel uh, to be the united voice of sport and we feel to have the responsibility to continue 
to support our members in the incredible efforts to promote sustainability uh, uh, issues. So, um, apart from this, uh, 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 and allow me also to congratulate the IOC, you know, uh, on its aim to align with the Paris Agreement and become climate positive by 2024, uh, targeting a reduction of uh, 30% on its uh, emission. So I'm really delighted that President Thomas Bach and the IOC uh, will continue to use uh, its influence to encourage others within the sport uh, world to take actions against uh, climate um, uh, change. So um, uh, the last thing I want to mention that uh, in 2021, we will co continue to support the United Nations Alliance of Civilization, the UNARC, uh, uh, One Humanity Campaign. And this is uh, a very important campaign, particularly in, the, in this delicate moment. You know, uh, This campaign calls for solidarity, compassion, and unity in the face of discrimination and divisiveness. Uh, and this uh, aligns perfectly with sport course values, uh, uh, the values you like, and I'm sure, inclusivity, equality, and respect. And I strongly believe that we must continue to use uh, the sports power to build uh, bridges uh, between uh, uh, community. Your sport. We'll talk about that for a few minutes here. Yes, is, uh, is motorboating, um, and you've had to you've had to deal with the effects of coronavirus as well in the schedule of your events and activities in in, in 2020. How about 2021? How's it going for the Powerboat Federation? Well, uh, Ed, I'm so excited. You know that uh, we have launched this new UIM E1 World. Uh, uh, electric uh, boat. Electric uh, power boats, yes. That's amazing. You know, it's a, it's a completely new series. Uh, you know, the sport industry needs innovation and uh, uh, a new way to uh, produce an entertainment, you know, product. So we are building an exciting uh, and uh, uh, tight competition, you know, and, uh, and certainly we are partnering with the Formula E uh, team, you know, Alejandro Agag uh, yeah. um, and, uh, uh, and we are partnering also with Extreme E in order to accelerate uh, sustainable mobility at global, uh, at global level. I'm also very proud uh, to have established this cooperation with uh, Prince Albert, you know, the Yacht Club of, uh, of Monaco. And, you know, Prince Albert is really uh, uh, a strong uh, uh, believer, but also a strong implementer, you know, on sustainability and sustainable mobility. So we are really, uh, 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 I'm thrilled, you know, of this first ever uh, electric powerboat world championship. And um, um, I'm sure that uh, 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 this championship will accelerate the technology roadmap towards the electrification of the uh, entire marine uh, industry. Allow me to say that I care about the waters, I care about the environment. And so our contribution through the sport world is centered around raising the awareness on how vital it's to preserve and further explore the seas, the oceans, and also the inland uh, 
uh, water. So we want to lead by example, and we want to take action to preserve a healthy marine environment and to promote sustainable mobility, which are vital for the future of our planet. But you still have the the big boats, the uh, the uh, uh, internal combustion engines powering the power boats in in a, in a number of races, and that's still very certainly. important. Absolutely, certainly. But while we still have uh, uh, those boats, uh, we want to uh, reinvent somehow uh, a power boating sport and enter into a new era. You know, well, G- General Motors says it wants to go phase out internal combustion engines by by twenty thirty five. Means no more V eights in the uh, in these in these boats anymore made by General Motors is that going to be the wave of the future? Do you feel for power boating as well? Uh, yes, in the sense that uh, you know, like in the overall energy sector, you know, there is going to be a transition towards a much more uh, sustainable, uh, let's say, uh, uh, future. Um, it's going to happen the same in uh, motorsport as well. And um, um, for the moment, we have to continue to uh, uh, use uh, a combination of traditional energies and new energy sources, you know. But uh, I'm sure that we are moving very quickly, very efficiently toward uh, a, a reduce emission uh, future up to the zero uh, carbon dioxide uh, uh, emission, you know, just uh, uh, um, uh, in a, in a, uh, a decade or so from uh, from now, and uh, uh, this is going to be uh, a great stimulus. You know, motorsport, whether it's uh, uh, you know the International Motorcycling Federation, the International uh, Automobile, or the power boating, or the air sport, we can be. Uh, uh, a lab, you know, uh, a research uh, uh, center, let's say, to provide innovative solutions, new technologies, and certainly uh, uh, transfer uh, the knowledge, the know-how, the good and best practices to the everyday uh, um, uh, transportation system, for example, whether you use a car, a motorbike, or a pleasure boat. Looking ahead for for GAFES, when I first started covering GAFES 20-odd years ago, there were just under 100 member organizations in GAFES. Then it got to be about 100. Now you say you're up to 128. What new sports are there left in the world that might be able to become part of GAFES or at these sports, for example, such as Tech ball, a brand new one that's come come on uh, into the membership. Are there sports yes. to be developed and, and created in the years ahead here? Well, I think what I like about guys is that uh, we've been able to uh, open the doors and open the eyes, you know, somehow, and uh, consider uh, a bunch of new sport discipline and um, and uh, uh, create this uh, new 
observer, you know, uh, status, which didn't exist before. So being an observer, which is the entry level at guys, you can learn and share, you know, with uh, existing guys members and uh, uh, guys uh, uh, staff uh, uh, is ensuring that you know exactly what you have to do to be one day uh, uh, a full member of guys and uh, ideally uh, to be a recognized, an IOC recognized uh, sport. You know that uh, guys is the entry door for the IOC recognition process as well. And hopefully one day you can be either a summer Olympic sport or a winter Olympic sport. And uh, if you look at what's happened, you know, in Tokyo, we are going to have five new uh, uh, sports somehow, you know, which is an historical, uh, an historical, uh, uh, certainly, uh, uh, decision. And um, in, in Paris, we are going to have four, you know, Aris slash guys sport. What does it mean, Ed? It means that we are looking at uh, uh, the new sport in close conjunction with looking at what's happening within the society at large. So we are focusing to, uh, to reach uh, new, the new generation of, uh, uh, of, um, uh, of uh, athletes. We are trying to engage, uh, uh, let's say, uh, through new technologies, you know, in, 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 uh, and uh, today this is possible, uh, 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 a new age uh, target. We are trying to ensure that the new sport, which do not require large infrastructural investment, you know, are given certain priority, like the urban sport, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, in order not to build this kind of uh, uh, cathedral in the desert, so large infrastructural project, then uh, 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 ultimately are not uh, uh, fully exploited by the local community. So in a nutshell, we are trying to look at uh, sport discipline, sport uh, events, sport infrastructure, which are going to create that element of legacy and that element of uh, connection, let's say, with uh, the local administration and the local communities. Uh, just jumping back a little bit, I, I, I would be remiss. We were talking about the Powerboat Federation and the effect of coronavirus. I, I did want to note the, uh, the passing of, of your vice president, Jean-Marc Giraldi, yes. uh, just, just recently. Uh, our condolences to you and his family and, and, and your sport, but uh, it shows the, the, the way this, this pandemic affects everybody in one way or another, it seems. Absolutely. And, um, and we are very sad, you know, about uh, the loss of um, one of my good friends, and colleagues at the UIM, uh, Jean-Marc uh, Giraldi, which was also very, very close to Prince Albert. And, um, and for us, uh, uh, Jean-Marc has been, uh, in, many, in many cases, a source of uh, inspiration and uh, a loyal and strong uh, friend of the UIM. So I'm very sad about that.
But in our conversation here today, I get a sense that you are you are the optimist. You are very strong in the belief that sport has the power to help us overcome these difficulties that we are we are facing as we uh, embark upon 2021 and all the challenges it presents. Yes, I am, Ed. And, uh, and I do believe uh, in the power of sport to change uh, uh, in a positive way, you know, our lives and to um, provide that uh, absolutely needed uh, added value, let's say, to the society in, uh, in general. Uh, sport is a fantastic uh, vehicle to break any kind of barrier, you know, whether it's religion, whether it's uh, uh, the language, whether it's uh, the color of your skin, whether it's uh, uh, your ability, your gender. So I'm a strong believer in the power of sport and uh, I feel privileged and proud to serve uh, as a volunteer the sport institution at such a high level in the world. Our guest on this edition of Around the Rings Radio has been Raffaella Chiuli, president of Sport Accord and the Global Association of International Sport Federations. He joined us from Rome, Italy. And thank you for listening. Your ears are always welcome for our podcasts. I'm Ed Hula. Stay calm, stay safe, be healthy. For three decades, your best source of news about the Olympics is AroundTheRings.com.